This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Morning, Harbor family. So good to be with you again. Hey, dads, happy Father's Day. I just want to give a big shout out to all the fathers out there that will be watching and even listening to this over live stream. Um, Welcome to Sunday morning here at the Harbor. We are in the series on new beginnings, and I'm going to be talking this morning on what I've titled the Morning Star, which is actually literally the dawning of a new day. And I really believe that in my heart. I really do. I believe that in God, that He has brought us the possibility through His Son for a brand new day. And this is the dawning of a new day, a dawning of a time that I believe He's calling us to enter into as the body of Christ. And so I want to talk about the Father. I want to talk about God today as a Father. Because if you think about the revelation that Jesus brought when He was here on the earth, the the thing that was so disruptive, actually, um, to the religious system of the day was Jesus' introduction to Father God in the way that he did it. And so the answer to the world's dilemma was a son who was going to show the world who the Father was. And it's, it's really no different today for us. I mean, think about it. You know, the Word of God says that, that the entirety of the earth is, is waiting in all of creation and longing for one thing, and that's the revelation of the sons and daughters of God who in turn are going to point the world to a father. So when you think about father um, in terms of you know, that concept, uh, what comes to mind? And I want to remind you as I'm teaching today, this is not going to be some sermon being preached at you. It's going to be some equipping information by the grace of God through the help of the Holy Spirit that's going to be given. And then we're going to take some time this morning among our families, between spouses, between friends. Maybe you have some people over, you know, with you today as you're listening to this. And we're going to have some conversations around some questions because God is wanting to get down into the depths of our heart and just really, you know, grow us as disciples in Jesus. So when I think of Father, um, words like wise, um, safe, um, protector, provider, friend, servant, so many words come to my mind. And when Jesus was living on the earth, he um, was utilized in the hands of the Father to reveal the Father. And we got to remember, we say this all the time here at the harbor, Jesus didn't just come and live a life that, you know, was, was just reserved for him. No, it was an example to us on how we are to live. It's an example to us on what it looks like for us in our discipleship process to like come into. I mean, we carry Christ in us. I mean, this is the accomplished work of Christ. It's on the inside and through process, we grow and we mature to manifest his likeness. And so if 
part of his, his goal on the earth and what he brought forth out of his essence was to reveal the Father to the world, we have that same exact calling. Now, this is not gender specific. This is for men, women, young men and women, children, like God through Christ in us can utilize us to show the world what the Father looks like. If you look at this with me in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, Jesus gives this instruction and he says, do not love the world. And he's talking about a system. He's talking about a culture. You know, a lot of times we'll read that and be like, man, I love going fishing or I love watching whatever series on Netflix. Oh my gosh, do I love the world? No, that's not what we're referring to. We're talking about a, a system, a culture. But he says, we don't love that culture nor the things that culture offers us because it's a broken system. I talked about this last week. It's a broken, you know, culture on the earth. It's, it's not one that we were intended to live in. He says, for when you love this world or this broken system, you don't have the love of the Father in you. Now, right when I say that, uh, because of, of this tension between uh, the love of God breaking into our hearts and this religious fear that tries to keep us paralyzed. We go, oh my gosh, I don't have the love of, of the Father in me if, 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 if I'm given over in any way to the culture of this world. No, listen, the work that He began in you, that He began in me, He's going to bring to completion. This is not something we should fear. It's something we should enter into willingly and say, God, come and put the love of the Father in me because I carry the Father in essence because I carry Christ. Jesus carried the exact love of the Father in Him and now He resides on the inside of us. Does that make sense? In Luke 12, 32, He says, Don't be afraid. For it gives the Father good pleasure to give you the kingdom, to give this to you. It's, it's something He just longs to give us. It's something He's he set on giving us. This ability, this capacity to reveal who He is to the world. It's, it's, it's not a challenge in the grace of God. It's something that we just say yes to and, and have our eyes open to through revelation of the Word. And we come into this experience. You know, because... It's, it's, it's our portion. It's, it's what we're called to do. If you think about the time of Jesus, like just go back there with me. I mean, it was total chaos. It was worse than what we're experiencing now. I mean, it says that literally that entire nation, that entire people, especially in the city of Jerusalem, they were under the shadow of death, it says. It was like total just craziness happening. And, and the answer to that, that system or that culture that the people were under at the time was a son who was going to answer the question or the cry, show us the Father. Show us the Father. And he was able to say to them, when you've seen the Father, I'm sorry, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He was able with boldness to say that to them. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So, I think all we need is the example of Jesus. I think we need the example of other people that God's raising up right now on the earth to be fathers and mothers to a generation to show us the way. 
I think it's important for us to understand that we have that need. We have that, 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 that part of our hearts that need an example. We need to look into the Word of God and see how Jesus did this. But beyond that, we need to look and say, who are the fathers and mothers that are out there that I can glean from and, and, and learn from their example? Even if you look at Jesus, this is what he did. John chapter 5, verse 19. Jesus explained and he says, I tell you the truth. This is profound. He says, the son can do nothing by himself. Nothing. He was, he was totally dependent on the grace that was going to meet him in that moment. And he says, I only do what I see the Father doing. I, I can't do this on my own. I can't reveal the Father to you in my own ability. I only can do this as I look to that example. So I, what I see the Father doing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to act in that same way. So whatever the Father does, the Son does, he says. In verse 20, he says, the Father loves the Son. And look at this, it says that he shows him everything that he is doing. So there's not anything that God is not wanting to reveal to us about who he is. He's actually there just longing to show it to us. And then we just have to be watching. We just have to be listening. We have to be attuned to this. And I'm not trying to make that super ethereal or anything. Like, what do you mean, Darren? I can't see God. I can't see what he's doing. I think what I'm trying to say is there's examples of people all around us who are modeling this already. I think it's, it's ones who have come into sonship and daughterhood and that now the Lord is raising up to be fathers and mothers that are examples of what the Father looks like. He says, in fact, the Father will show him even greater works. Even greater works than just the healing of a person. He said, and then you're going to be really astonished. It's, it's where like the ceiling of, of one generation becomes the floor to the next. It's where we, we continually increase in our capacity to reveal to the world who God is. Listen, friends, the, the world is looking for God and they're going to find Him by, by, by seeing people that look like Him, that reveal the Father. Now, in Revelation chapter 2, verse 26, I want to just show you this real quickly because this will give us some insight into to, to how this is going to be walked out and where he's taken us. He, he says, To all who are victorious, who obey me to the end, to them, now this is really powerful. He said, I'm going to give you authority over the nations, over all the people groups to actually bring them into union of, of, of their knowledge and their understanding of the Father. Because you see before the throne are all these tongues, tribes, languages, nations, all the ethnoses, all the people groups, all of the beautiful colors of God's spectrum that, that he's put on the planet that now are being brought into this understanding of Father. And now we're in one family together. And he says, those who endure to the end, those who are obedient, who are able to obey me to the end. Now, if you look at that through a religious lens, you're going to just trip up on this whole scripture. Because it's, you see, it's, it's by him showing us through example and the capacity that we already have on the inside by carrying Christ, we're going to be able to find our way. But let's just go a little deeper 
in how we step into this thing called obedience. And I'm, I'm not going to be too long this morning, all right? But in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8, the writer there says, even though Jesus was God's Son, so he's making an example, like if this was true for the Son of God, it's going to be true for us. It says that he learned obedience from the things that he suffered. Now, it, you have to go a little deeper in the wording here just to get, I think, the, the full clarity on what the writer of Hebrews is trying to say. Basically, he's, he's communicating to them. He learned obedience, or it literally means he learned to be attentive from the things he suffered or from being able to feel. That if you go and look in the Greek there, that's exactly what it says. It says he learned to be attentive to what was going on by being able to feel. Now let me just say this. This is, this is massively important. And, and, and I, I'm going to ask you just to hear my heart here for just a minute. I think we were running at such a pace and going through the motions of all that religion had to give us. And I'm not saying that in a horrific way. I'm just saying, man, we're just busy. We were just doing our thing. And I'm not sure if, if we would have even had the ability to be attentive to what we were really feeling outside of a moment like this. You've got to look at everything through a proper lens. Not what God isn't doing, but what He is doing. Not paying attention to what the enemy is trying to bring to our world, but what is God trying to bring to our world in turning things ultimately for the good of His people. What if in this moment we could learn obedience by being attentive to what's going on in the inside of us? That's painful sometimes. That's why we don't stop. That's why we just keep going oftentimes because we don't want to go there in our hearts. But you see, if we don't go there and allow Christ to go there and us be able to turn our gaze up and look and see this beautiful example, turn our gaze out to the fathers and mothers that are around us and see this beautiful example of what it looks like to walk with God, to reveal the Father, to have the manifestation of the character and nature of Jesus being revealed to the world through us, then what are we doing? This is what it's all about. It's not about staying busy. It's not about activities. It's not about another service or another worship set or another teaching. It's about coming into this place where we're attentive to what's going on in the inside. That's why even when we take communion and we do that and we, in that moment, we remember what He accomplished for us. You know what that is? That's being attentive. Lord, I remember what You did. I think on and I ponder. I'm attentive to what I actually carry, which is You on the inside of me. Maybe I'm experiencing some fear right now, some doubt. Maybe it's I'm being triggered by this, that, or the other. I'm going to go ahead and give some attention to that so that you can come and take that away from me, Lord. Because that's not my portion. I'm supposed to be carrying love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and meekness and self-control. That's the essence of the Father. 
That's what gives the world comfort in the midst of chaos. That's what gives the disciples peace in the midst of a storm. That's what calms the waves. Ephesians, Paul, in chapter 2, verse 6, he says, for he raised us. You need to be attentive to this. Even at times, what we're feeling, which affects our thoughts, or our thoughts sometimes affect our feelings, whichever way that works with us, oftentimes. But he, it says he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are in union with him. Now think about that for just a minute. I'm not some escapist. I'm not some like bury my head in the, the, the sand kind of Christian. I, but I'm also very aware of Christ's position right now at the right hand of the Father who has all authority, gave that authority to His Son, you know, after He took back the keys from the one who had usurped the authority that Jesus gave to to man in the garden. He made a spectacle and display of Him openly on that cross and upon His resurrection. I mean, literally publicly shaming Him by resurrecting Himself from the dead, holding the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And now the authority that was in heaven as the second Adam on the earth who conquered the brokenness of this culture, now he's seated in that place of authority right next to the Father. So he says plainly, Jesus, I've been given all authority in heaven and earth, and now I'm giving this to you. And as I give it to you, I'm going to give you power to go and make disciples. What does he mean by that? Give away the essence of who I am to the world, thus revealing the Father, and bring people into that same reality by teaching them to obey all that I've commanded, bringing them into that same obedience. Letting them be able to to come out of the culture that they're in, into the ecclesia, into the called out ones, the church that's been brought out of a broken system, into this whole new culture, a transformed culture, and thus we're transformed people. This is... This is where we begin to take on the wisdom of God. This is where we begin to take on that nurturing, caring, you know, friendly, yet authoritative, you know, essence of who the Father is. People begin to to, to feel safe around us. They begin to feel covered and protected and, and some stability in the midst of an unstable world. Revelation 2.28 is crazy. You know, John says this, he says, They will have the same authority, Jesus speaking here, that I received from my Father. The same authority. That is crazy for me to think about. Like, the same exact authority that Jesus had, we have. Gosh, have we undersold that one. And then he says, and out of this, I will also give them the morning star which means pertaining to the dawn, the morning, or a new day, a new beginning. So, 
Let's pause here for just a minute before we go back into worship. And let me just put some questions out there for us to think about. Because I'm convinced. I didn't think it was going to look like this. I never saw it going down like it is right now. But I'm not moved by the fact that the whole world has stopped. I'm actually saying, God, I'm embracing this moment to be attentive to what I'm feeling. I'm going there with you. I'm going into places of my heart to grab a hold of those things which are mine, which is to manifest the nature of Jesus, which is to be like Christ and to see and to hear what Father is saying and reveal the Father to a world that so desperately needs it. Here's my questions for you. Have you ever had someone, anyone, an authority figure who exemplified what the Father was like? And I'm talking about Father God. Yes or no? It's okay. If you did, awesome. If you didn't, that's probably more people than not, right? But I want you to think about what were the positive effects if you had someone like that 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 really exemplified the Father? Or what were the negative effects that, that could have impacted your heart that maybe you need to pay attention to? The positive, the negative. Number two, where would you be at in your journey as it relates to your realization of your inability to do what you feel called to do by yourself I'm asking that question for a specific reason because if Jesus knew that he couldn't do it by himself how much more should we realize that as well it's the whole go fast, go alone or the whole go far, go together kind of thing like We really need other people in our lives. I want you to examine that question. Two more and then we're done. What would the dream of the dawning of a new day look like practically for you? If you were to say, man, this would be amazing if we could see fill in the blank. And I want to submit as you answer that question, that's going to tie into your calling and to your purpose. You see, so often we overthink, like, what is our purpose? What is my calling in this world? But if you think about, man, if I could wake up tomorrow and I could have this happen in the grace of God and my contribution tomorrow morning moving forward could be towards that end, what would it be? And lastly, what in answering that question are you going to start to do to not only talk about a dawning of a new day or talk about being like Christ or talk about representing or representing the Father to the world? What steps are you going to take based on the word of the Lord that was presented today 
to move into that. This is discipleship. This is what it looks like to grow in the grace of God. So Father, come and as we go back before your presence right now, right here, would you come and would you speak to us on this Father's Day from your heart, Lord? Would you, would you touch us in a deep way? Every single person who's watching, every single person who's going to listen to this message. And would you do something profound on the inside of us, Lord? In Jesus' name.
Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.